Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halasnik, and I'm co-founder of Financing Solutions. For those of you who don't know Financing Solutions, we provide very easy to set up lines of credit for small businesses. And I will be your host for today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. If you're interested in learning more about a business line of credit for your business and having had my own business for almost 30 years, I almost always had a line of credit. I really believe in them. I'm passionate about the idea. If you're interested, please visit our website at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. Over the last 25 years, I have built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range, including two companies that have made the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. I love learning from people. I, I love learning from people with business experience. And today I'm very excited to be speaking with Amber De La Garza uh, from the Productivity Specialist. Amber helps small business owners maximize profits, reduce stress, and make time for what matters most by improving their time management and elevating their productivity. Amber is a sought-after coach, trainer, speaker, writer, host of the Productivity Straight Talk podcast, and and creator of Leverage Lab. Amber, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to our chat. Yeah, me too. I mean... Honestly, sometimes it's kind of nice for me to talk about something that I think I'm pretty good at. <laughs> so, That's you know, great. yeah, I think, uh, I, you know, uh, uh, it's a huge strength, the ability my, that I'm productive. So today we're going to be talking about how CEOs plan their day with the daily wrap, R-A-P, which stands for Review and Action Plan. Um, so let me ask you this question. So um, I know a lot of business owners um, personally. And um, one business owner I know, he is the biggest procrastinator uh, in the world. Uh, he is unbelievably, uh, not just at work, but in that all parts of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> does somebody who procrastinates, um, are they putting themselves in a really, um, are, they, are they really having, is that a real issue? Right. Uh, This is a great question. And I really have to answer that it depends. Some people's personalities um, thrive under that kind of pressure cooker situation where it doesn't feel incredibly stressful, but it allows them to show up their best. And there's others where it does not allow them to show up their best, but they have this habit that's not serving them well, which is procrastinating. You know, the work that I do is really about reducing stress, enjoying, you know, being a business owner. I think it's an incredible blessing to be a business owner. And so many people had this idea of what that looks like, and then they get into it. And it's not exactly what they thought it was. Like, you know, they're not truly experiencing time freedom and reduced stress, et cetera. So if procrastination is actually increasing your stress, lowering your ability to perform your best, it's a problem. Yeah, I actually, I actually, and of course I have the opposite problem, which is I don't procrastinate. I get things done, but I don't always do a really great quality job. You know, I, I kind of just move through things really fast. I'm not afraid to jump right in and, you know, I don't, uh, 
I'm not afraid to take a risk and just yeah. go for it. Right. So, um, so I, you know, for, for every ying, there's a yang, right. For every, you know, thing that you're, maybe you're good at, you're, you're not good at something else and you got to address to see if that, that matters. Um, when you are being, bringing clients on, uh, or I should say when clients are coming to you, what is like the number one thing that they're coming to you for? Yeah. The number one thing is that they feel stressed that there's not enough time to do what they want to do in their business. Like their dreams are bigger, their goals are bigger, and they are incredibly frustrated because of lack of time management skills, um, leadership skills with their team, delegation, processes, systems. Um, and those areas are which the ones that I help my clients with so that uh, they can show up their best, reach their goals more efficiently. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry, I was finish. just going to say for yourself, as you're, you're saying, you're great at productivity. You know, it is about getting things done, but it's about getting the right things done. I think you would agree with that. Um, and sometimes that's a challenge for business owners to really get the clarity on what are the right things. Where should their time, energy, and attention be focused on? And that's that's what I help them with. Yeah, you know, and I, the thing that's amazing I love about entrepreneurship. And, you know, I always wanted to be a business owner since I, I, by the way, I hate the word entrepreneurship. I've, I've said that before. It's just too high end for me. I, you know, business owner is fine. Um, but when I was, you know, 17, I, I, I had a plan to be a business owner. Uh, I was going to go, I went to work for, I wanted to work for a big company and then eventually own my own business. And that's what happened. But, um, you know, the nice thing about I've learned is that, as a business owner, you get to decide what you're going to work on and you can uh, work on things that you're really strong on and sip to, and, and very often, oh my, probably hundred percent of the time, the things that you're very strong in naturally, you, you like doing yeah. Yeah. And, and the opposite is true. The things I, I hate reading contracts. I hate, uh, anything having to do with d deep dive details that takes lots and lots of hours or days to put together. Um, I, I, you know, I just don't enjoy those things. And then I, I, you know, I delegate those things. And if it's now, now listen, if it's serious, serious enough where I really got to get involved in it, or let's say when I first started and I couldn't pay somebody to do yeah. all this stuff, um, I had to do it you know, I had to do it. And that, that's part of it. But my goal was always to say, I, I want to get big enough so that I don't have to do that stuff. Um, when you are working with clients that have the issue where they just can't afford to outsource some of it, or they, they, they don't have an, an employee that can handle it or something else like that, what do you, what do, what do you typically tell them? Yeah. So you're right. There is a point in our business and it's not just in the beginning. There's often these milestones that we hit that our businesses need something from us that is not in our wheelhouse or is not something that we consider enjoyable or fun. Um, and so one of my favorite strategies around this, there's several, but one of them is to align it with your energy levels on your schedule. So generally, there are times of the days that we have higher energy, which then gives us higher willpower, higher discipline. Um, and so if you don't like contracts, you don't like the deep dive into details, 
but you find yourself maybe weaning on energy in the afternoon, I would never put that on your schedule in the afternoon. So I'd want to set you up for success. And so we can do that by really looking at, well, what parts of the day do I show up best? What environments am I showing up my best to allow me to do that deep work? And then lean into it um, and schedule that time for those particular tasks. It's you know, I hate, just like you said, you hate the word entrepreneurship. I hate the word hack, but there are ways in which we can set our schedule up to work for us and not against us. And, you know, inevitably, I'm also a business owner for over a decade. Um, There's a lot of things we have to do that are not enjoyable. So we have to figure out a way to do those things. Yeah. And I also want to say too, not not only there's some things in your job that aren't enjoyable, the the idea that you become a business owner because you don't want to answer to anybody else is a bunch of bull. Because honestly, you're always answering to somebody. You're answering to your customers. You're answering to your employees. And you're, answer, you're answering to your family as yeah. well. And those are, so it's, uh, you know, maybe you don't have to put up with a, a boss who is, you know, I, anyway, with customers, they, they can be very unreasonable. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of things we all put up with. Um, I, I, I don't want to, you know, this is not the Steve Halasnik show. I, again, I find this to be a strength. I know one of the things that I do, and I'm just about to do this again. I thought about it this morning. Um, and that is, you know, I'm trying to find some extra, some extra more time in my day. There's some, been some personal things that have gone in my life that have within the last year and a half that have really changed. Uh, well, my, I'll just, my wife passed away unexpectedly. And, uh, because she did that, I have a 14 year old and, uh, you know, between, uh, raising my son, household work, yeah, my personal life. Um, it's, it's been really hard for me to get some time back in my day. And so I've done this before when things are really getting crazy uh, at at work um, is I'll go back and I will take my calendar and I will for a week chart at where I spend every, you know, minute of my day. And then I kind of look back at it and I'll say is, okay, this can be outsourced. Uh, This I should not be doing. Uh, This now, when I say don't be do- not to be doing is I, uh, I you know, I'm not going to do this. This is a waste of, my, of everybody's time. I'm not going to do this. Um, this I need to find technology for, uh, you know, what, you know, you know, and, and so, you know, like I, I kind of analyze it that way to see where I can get some time back. Yeah. Is, is that a best practice? Um, I highly recommend that everybody do a time audit. Um, It doesn't need to be forever. And honestly, it doesn't need to even be every single minute. Sometimes that thought is really intimidating for people where they don't even start um, tracking their time. Uh, There is a huge amount of insight and data that you can get from tracking your time. Um, that's one of the things that I often do for my clients is that I can see patterns. I ask questions, but like yourself, you're looking at the data and asking yourself really good questions is, you know, what's possible, what can change, what can be deleted, what can be, uh, delegated. Um, most of us are very time optimistic and most of us, in my experience, when I say, Hey, um, so what did you do yesterday? 
I get these blank stares, right? They know they worked hard. They hit the pillow. They were tired. Um, but they don't really know where the minutes went. And tracking your time can give you more realistic time estimations of what you're doing um, and how long things are actually taking. Are you, uh, is that a common occurrence with you when you're working with uh, uh, somebody You say, okay, we want to track your time for a week. Let's do this. Is that a common occurrence? Yes. Um, we actually do it over a couple weeks. I have found that as CEOs, our weeks are not generally the same every week. So I do like to get a bit of a longer span um, just to start seeing some patterns. And um, I will also have them do it consistently if it works for them for accountability. For some people, you know, tracking their time on their calendar is a way to keep them accountable to um always asking, how did this week go? How can I improve it next week? Where did my time go before things start slipping through the cracks? So I use it both ways as an audit and for some people as a way for self-accountability um, with regards to where they're investing their time. Yeah. I, uh, and so like I used to do that too. Like I, I used to, and I, I'm a big, I, pro, I profess, I tell people that a lot on my podcast that you know, one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of small business owners make is they don't strategize enough. They're, they're mm -hmm. just too busy doing, doing, doing that they don't take a step back to strategize or, you know, look at their uh, business pl plan. I use my business plan differently than most people. Um, but, you know, so I used to uh, every Friday for an hour and a half go to a coffee shop look at my strategy and, and update it and see if we're on track where, how are we doing against our KPIs? And, and I'm a big advocate of that. Um, since, you know, right now my businesses that I have are on autopilot, they just run really well. I don't have to do that anymore. Um, so, but it's interesting because it's been a long time since I've kind of gone back to the strategy uh, thing and something came some someone mentioned that they to me that they do uh, a, a mental hygiene time, and that's what they call it. And that's mm -hmm. a time. So right, right now I'm kind of you know 58. My businesses are running really well. I have people running them. I, um, I I'm trying to get some time back in my day, but it's, mo it's moving more toward mental hygiene, personal stuff. And so I'm actually going to block out mental hygiene time, which, you know, for me is, I think I haven't decided it's going to be a little meditation, a little more reading, um, a little more journaling. Um, these are, you know, uh, as I'm sure most people on this podcast can imagine, uh, lo losing your significant other, uh, you know, is, uh, is, is tough. So, yeah. you know, I need to kind of pay attention to that. And um, so I'm talking about scheduling time, which is something that I had always done well. Like, like you're saying, um, when I had to respond to an RFP, you know, that, that was always, I'm good at it actually, but it's hard because I would have to, and I block out time and my best time is 10 to 12. In the, during the morning, mm -hmm. after I had my coffee, after I checked my email, then I, I and I block it out on my calendar. Um, so, you know, what I, I guess what I'm going to come back to you with is asking you, what are best practices here that we should all be doing? 
Yeah. Well, I love that you are planning to block out some time for uh, mental hygiene. I've never heard that before. Um, I'm a huge proponent. Um, I know your audience doesn't know me well, but I will say that productivity to me isn't just about the work we do in our businesses. It's not about getting more done. It's truly how do we show up best in all areas of our lives? And to do so, I truly believe who we are and how we invest in ourselves personally is how we show up in our businesses and as leaders. Um, And you're speaking to a very difficult season in your life. And I think that a lot of people can resonate with that and understand that, you know, we can't be show up the same exact way in all seasons of our personal life. Um, I've had some health issues that I've been very open with my audience about that affected how I showed up in my business. Um, But having grace and saying, look, my schedule is going to look different, but it's going to look different on purpose because I'm over here investing in something else, my health, your, your mental hygiene, your family. Um, I think that that's the highest, most productive use of your time. And I tell my clients that all the time um, because oftentimes that comes with, you know, like self-judgment or guilt of like, no, 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 I should be over here doing more, checking more things off my list. And as we've both been business owners for a very long time, that list will be there. You know, it's not going away. But if we don't get to show up our best, the business might not be there. So I think it's hugely important. Um, So I I just wanted to say thank you for sharing that with me and, you know, speaking to that around the area of productivity and how it can affect many of us. Yeah. The the thing that was different with me, too, is like, uh, so I've always been great about scheduling time for exercise. And, you know, to me, when I get up in the morning, well, actually, I, I know what I'm going to do the night before. Um, that I know where, where, and when I'm going to fit in my exercise for that day. So I've always done a great job for that, and I, it's one of the reasons that I think I've never burnt out. Yeah, like I've always been able to. I've never burnt out from my, any time in my career. Um, and so for me, the exercising was the mental hygiene. And so, you know, I, it didn't come to my realization that, uh, you know, I, my, my life mission has to, has, has been to have a balanced life between health, family, uh, friends, work, continuous learning. And, you know, that's the way I live my life, but I never realized, uh, and, uh, you know, my exercising has not been a mental hygiene let's use that word, um, part of my life right now. So, you know, now I'm seeing that, you know, my work, uh, it, it, you know, the, the, the divide I have right now of my time is, uh, is physical, uh, exercising, mm-hmm. uh, work. Um, now I got to add mental hygiene to that. And of course the family time as well. And that's not the order that, you know, that I would prioritize. So I, it's a revelation that I never thought of before. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I need a, like a block. I think I probably need a block of an hour a day. Um, sounds like a lot, but maybe I'll be okay. Um, I haven't kind of scheduled it down yet. And, um, and, and so that I am, because I'm starting to get to a point where I'm semi-retired and, uh, but, um, taking care of my 14 year old in the household has taken up a lot of that time. So 
it's just a, I'm just sharing that with the audience and I usually don't talk this much, but that, that it's something that I'm starting to see maybe even as I get older that I need to kind of figure out the mental hygiene part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's a great idea. Um, one of the things you asked was like best practices and, you know, whether it's your personal life or business, I like to blend the two together. Um, for myself, like my calendar has both on my same one calendar as personal and business. You'll see my son's basketball games. You'll see taking him to school. You'll see, you know, if I have to run an errand. Um, because for me, it's not as black and white. I have boundaries. Um, I I can hold those boundaries, but by choice, I'm blending the two. So I would want to plan my days with both in mind. And so, you know, having your um, mental hygiene, personal time, household time, and then also deciding, well, when is actual work time and what are those boundaries, I think is is a great way to move forward there. Um, I did want to share with you, um, you know, one way to do that, which is what I call the daily um, daily review and action plan. So I call it a daily wrap. And I often get asked, you know, of all the strategies out there to improve time management and productivity, if I just had to pick one, (laughs) you know, what would that be? And most definitely, it's going to be planning your days. And the reason is simply, you know, you want to be in the driver's seat of your day, not in the passenger seat, right? You want to be proactive, not reactive. Um, When we're in the passenger seat and reactive, we can often feel like the day is just coming at us like faster. There's issues, there's challenges, there's fires, there's things that are that are not your highest priority that keep getting your attention. Um, But by simply planning your day, I can guarantee that it's going to go more likely your way, but it's never going to go exactly as planned. And I want to say that again, um, because one of the major reasons that people either plan their day and stop or don't even start planning their day is because I hear things like, well, it didn't go as planned or it never goes as planned. And so if I can just share one thing with your audience, it's it's not meant to go as planned. I, I have never had a day go exactly as planned. However, when you plan your day, You're able to get your highest value activities done. Um, You're able to move further down that path of a plan. And most importantly, inevitably, when things come up, whether it's your dog that got sick, which happened to me last week, or, you know, you've got an angry client or an email that comes in. These are real things that business owners deal with. It allows you to deal with it and get right back on track faster. And one of the things that I think, you know, our the listeners here, maybe yourself can can resonate with is that when those things happen and then you get back to your desk, you're like, what was I supposed to be doing? What, hold on. What's <laughs> next? Right? Like, oh my gosh, it can really shake you. Um, and so then we go to our default, we jump into our inbox, we start social, you know, scrolling social media, or we do the thing we feel like doing. Um, by simply planning our day, it allows us to say, okay. Like, where was I at? What's next priority for the day? And you can get back on track faster, which creates more efficiency. You're closing that gap from, you know, being pulled off track and distracted to back on your plan. Um, So those are the reasons why I think planning your day are incredibly important. Um, But honestly, it's 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes a day consistently can absolutely change the game and just your relationship and experience in your business, but also your productivity. 
Yeah, I um, so I have a good friend. Well, he's a friend. He's not, not a, a, uh, someone I know really, really well. But he, he, his name is uh, Cameron Harold, and he was the uh, he he kind of is what he considers the COO to really famous founders. So he was like the third person hired at one eight hundred got junk mm. before they went public. And then uh, all these, so he's been with four companies now from the ground floor uh, that have been turned into billion dollar companies. Right. And one of the things that he has said to me a long time ago and a number of other entrepreneurs in this meeting was that um, hmm. you should basically look at uh, you put three things down that you want to get done for that day and expect to get and try to get two of them done. And I kind of find that that is uh, that works for me. Yeah, you know, yeah. it w- works. So one of the things that I think that maybe my framework for planning your days is a little bit different is that um, so it's five steps, but the fifth step is scheduling your high priority tasks. So for example, if you got, you know, you've updated your list, I'll just run through them really quick. So the first step is you're reviewing the current day. You need triggers, right? So like if it's three o'clock in the afternoon, you might not even remember you talked to somebody for 15 minutes on a call at 9 a.m., right? But what if you said, hey, I'll get you something. So, uh, you know, we want to review our day. We want to review our calendar, maybe our call log, um, just to gather those tasks and update our task list, right? Because ultimately, we want to get to the things we need to focus on, but we can't do that with an incomplete task list or a list of things that need our attention. Um, And then step number two is reviewing tomorrow. So if we're planning for tomorrow, we need to understand what's the lay of the land, what meetings are already scheduled, how much open space is there to actually get work done. You know, there may be a day where you're going back to back meetings and there may be another day where you have two meetings and lots of open space to actually get work done off your task list. So we want to look at the next day. Um, And then step three is a mind sweep. Um, This is just giving yourself the gift of 30 seconds to say, is there anything else I need to update on my list. This here helps you get it out of your head and onto your task list so it's not floating around unless things fall through the cracks. Only when you've updated your task list um, can you then prioritize, right? This is just things you added to an already, ta- uh, you know, a task list you already had, but every day things move so fast as business owners, things are coming at us very quickly. So we want to grab those, um, which leads us to step number four, which is prioritizing. Um, in my opinion, I our brains cannot actually prioritize if we do not have it all in one place for us to see. If we don't have it all in one place, we go to, you know, the squeaky wheel, the thing we like to do, the thing uh, like path of least resistance, the easiest thing um, that doesn't always align with our high value activities. Um, And so then once you've identified your, to your point, you know, two, three, maybe four things that absolutely need to get your time, energy, and attention the next day, is step five. And step five is scheduling that. So if you identified three things that you absolutely need to get done um, by scheduling it on your calendar, it's a form of block scheduling, um, you are going to answer three questions. Specifically, what am I doing? Which is like running a little, you know, sprint. You have to be really clear with what it is you're getting done. 
uh, then you're going to answer how long do you think it's going to take? Is it a 20-minute task, a 90-minute task, 60 minutes? And then when are you going to do it? And so those three questions get answered anytime we put something on our calendar. What are we doing? When are we doing it? And for how long do we think it's going to take? Once we do that, it shows up like a calendar event, just like the meeting with you and I. So then now you've planned your day, but you've got these blocks now that can be moved around if need be, but they're not forgotten. And you're clear about if you're going to go take care of X, Y, and Z, is it more important than the thing you already said you were going to do? We do this already with our schedule. You and I had this meeting. You could have not shown up. If something more important happened, you may have said, hey, Amber, sorry, I need to reschedule. Um, something really important came up. Well, what if we did that same thing with our own schedule, right, of the things that we said that were high value? So once we've identified what needs our attention, then when things are coming at us, in that moment, we're able to make better decisions about, does that get my attention or the thing I already said I need to do? And sometimes it's true. That other thing does need our attention, but then we would reschedule it on our calendar, right? We would move it just like you would probably ask to have re moved and rescheduled our time together. Um, so this allows for lots of um, structure with way more flexibility. And I think a lot of business owners desire that. They want a bit of structure, but they also want the flexibility because we move so fast, because so much is coming at us. Um, and I found this is really a great mix of that. Yeah, I, I, I know uh, there have been times with some of the companies I've had, there was a lot more interruptions. And mm -hmm. and um, and what I, what I did uh, at the time was I'm going to put it this way. It's going to sound weird. I built in interruption time. So I might say these five hours, right? And during this part of the day, I, I can't schedule something that is going to be, um, I can't do an RFP between these hours mm -hmm. because I'm just going to get interrupted too much. And so I don't do that. You know, these were more open times. And then I would find things that were one-offs that were much easier for me to get, like, you know, uh, checking my email during those times because, you know, email, I was more able to come and go and go, you know, uh, it was Jump in fast. and out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Jump in and out of it. But RFPs took me three, four hours to do. So I, you know, and that was the hardest thing for me too. Um, uh, again, you know, that was scheduled between, uh, for my, my, my best time, I'm at my best is 10 to 12. Um, and also Fridays I'm at my best too, because things calm down at work often, you know, the calls, the rings, the, the phone stops ringing or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'll mention to our listeners too, one of the things that's really helped, like, so my hardest part of my job is the, the amount of email that I get right? That's my hardest part of my job right now. And so I'm always looking for hacks to say, you know, like, you know, one of the big things I'm a, I'm a, cause I, I, I really get, a, I get so excited when I have zero emails in my inbox, you know, I'm just, I just yeah. love it. so stupid. Uh, <laughs> but, um, 
but so I, you know, there's two things that I, that I've done within the last year uh, uh, to really, one of them is I, I'm diligent about unsubscribing to emails. I'm really diligent about that. And number two is, um, you know, I, I use, um, you can book me to send out my calendar to people that I need to meet with. And those things have really made a difference. You know, yeah. so as far yeah. as hacks, sending out those calendar links, reduce the back and forth, back and forth. I'm available. No, I'm not available. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does help quite a bit. Anything, any hacks that you've seen that you've come across that you're pretty, uh, that you think is a good advice for our listeners? Yeah. So I actually have an on-demand masterclass called Conquer Your Inbox. Um, and it's a really simple framework that I teach. Um, my belief is that an inbox, a full inbox, is the consequence of delayed decision making. You know, um, we're in our inboxes. There is There are studies and statistics out there that tell us that there is something that's very real, which is email addiction. You get that dopamine loop, right? When you said, I'm so excited when I get zero, like I get you. Um, some people never get to zero, but they're still getting that dopamine hit of like, I got a good email or, you know, someone inquired about business or I got something accepted. We don't know when those good emails are coming in. And so you keep checking, you refresh, you look in there. Um, and so this is very real, but how do you get out of that behavior? And that to me is going to be um, the first step would be really that you're not in your inbox all day, that you're scheduling specific time to be in your inbox and you move from checking, which I call cherry picking the emails, which ones do you want to read? Sometimes you're rereading them to processing your emails, which is making a specific decision about each email. And there's only five. I teach that it doesn't matter if you have 70,000 emails in your inbox or 70 or zero, there are only five decisions that can ever be made with an email. And when we understand that, it allows us to move quicker and faster through our inbox. It also reduces the mental load of making decisions because we understand there's only five. Um, and so now it's something that you can do um, during specific times in your schedule. Um, and I will just say this, I often get asked, well, if I'm in it all day, like how could I go to like just specific times? Like people are used to getting responses back to me quickly, et cetera. You know, some people can be in their inbox three times a day, you know, like in the morning, midday, evening. Some of my clients, um, you know, say they're an attorney or um, there's some industries where it's very time sensitive. And so they are blocking out shorter periods of time, but on the hour, every hour generally. So you just have to find what works. But the goal is anything is better than being in it all day because yeah. it is literally a distraction. It's pulling your focus um, and your attention. Um, and then I'll just say this. Nobody's in your inbox saying, hey, you know, hey, Stephen, can you do this high value activity that's going to move your business forward? It's generally someone that wants something from you, right? It's their priority list, their high value. Um, and so it's really important to get out of our inbox and back to our own to-do list that we've prioritized that serve our clients, move our business forward, et cetera. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the th I think the thing that I've seen with a lot of my friends who own businesses is um, how 
it's not just during the day. They're just like, they're out at dinner and they're checking their email and they're, and every, everybody does this, right? Everybody does it. You have a, you have a, a downtime in what's going on in your personal life and you check your email because you got nothing else to do. It's, you know, it's, it's a real problem. Yeah. It's, it's a real problem. You know, um, I, it certainly I think leads to a, a very unfulfilling life. And I, listen, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I'm a little better at, at it than most people, mm-hmm. but I still have those things too because of the dopamine that I get from having a clean slate when I come in the morning and I only have a couple of emails because I took care of them the night before, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so last question for you. Um, the, the majority, and I, I don't think I asked it this way. Maybe I did, but the people who are coming to you, are they um, are they people who really have a problem with their productivity, um, or are they people who recognize how important it is, and they really are like me? I, I'm pretty good at it, but they want to get better at it. Are the majority of the people procrastinators or not very organized, or right. are they, you know, a little bit more like me? Yeah, no, great question. Um, I don't think it's an either or. It's truly a both. Um, I do have some clients that have found that they are pretty darn good at time management and productivity, and they want to level that up. They already truly understand that this is a skill set that's like foundational to achieving their goals, being a good leader, and how they show up in their businesses. Um, And then I have other clients where this is a skill set that they don't personally currently possess and they want support because they understand how much stress it's causing maybe missed opportunities. Um, And either person that comes to me, either situation and spectrum is that they're coming to me at a time where they're ready to level up their skills because it's in service of ultimately um, bigger and other things in their business. Um, My belief is that, you know, time management will I'll say it this way. One of the major reasons we don't reach our goals or excuses that are used is what? I didn't have time, right? And there's so many versions of that is that I'm so busy working in my business, I don't have time to work on my business. And so if that's things that you're saying, a time management, working with a productivity coach will help you create more time to work on your business and not in your business. Yeah, I would also say too, at different levels of your business, a different revenue size, your time um, management skills need to change. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also as your team, um, changes. Yeah. So like what you would have found yourself doing, um, and your high value activities will naturally transition and morph. Um, one of the things that I see often with my clients is that as their team grows, they don't actually know what their role is as a CEO. Many small businesses have been created because you have this unique skill set or passion that you want to share with the world. And at some point, you change and your hat's more of a CEO. You're leading, you're more more strategic. Um, And that is unfamiliar territory for many, but they find themselves in it. So how do you re- you know, how does that show up? Well, it's going to show up with where you're spending your time. So first you got to get clear what that looks like um, and then create a schedule that supports you being the CEO business owner you want to be in your business. Good stuff. Great podcasts. I, I enjoyed, I learned a lot and uh, you know, uh, 
uh, I'd like to thank so very much Amber De La Garza from the Productivity Specialist for coming on today's podcast. And if you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And if you like today's podcast uh, and you're willing to give us a review, we would really appreciate it as long as it's five star. It really helps us get the word out. Of course, the algorithms use those review to rank uh, podcasts. And, um, and if you would uh, like to get a line of credit for your business, please feel free to visit our website at fscreditline.com. Again, that's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. Amber, if anyone gets in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, thank you for asking. Well, the first place is if you're listening to this on a podcast, um, you can tune into my podcast, Productivity Straight Talk. Um, if you want to uh, find out more about um, my services and how I can help you, you can go to uh, amberdelagarza.com um, forward slash work with me. Yeah, and it's uh, this is, it's Amber and then D-E-L-A-G-A-R-Z-A.com. That's course. correct. Yep. All right, Amber, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Great conversation. Yeah. So my takeaway from today was, you know, I, I'll go back to this something my, my baseball coach in high school said, I, completely, I can't believe I still remember it. He would say, good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. And I think that's really, really important when it comes to your productivity, your time management. Even if you are pretty good at it, it's such a valuable skill getting time back into your day that, you know, even if you are good at it, you, you might be able to get a few ideas from Amber about being better at it. And so it's, it's always nice to have somebody on the outside looking at what you do because they see things that you're just not going to say. So, you know, consider, I think bringing Amber on would be a good investment and, uh, and sounds like she's been doing this for a while. So thank uh, you so much for that. I, yep. All right, everybody have a great day. And I just want to remind everybody that the first part of uh, taking uh, good care of your day is taking care of yourself. Make sure that you're prioritizing that above everybody, everything else. Have a great day, everybody. 